0: Welcome to Genia Conversations, Redefining Healthcare. I'm your host, Andrea Durkin. Today, my guest is Manal Patal. He's the CEO and founder of Abacus Insights. We're talking about his tenure as a physician and how it's influenced his work, as well as the importance of interoperability. If you enjoy our conversation, follow us wherever you get your podcasts to learn more about Genia, interoperability, and the evolution to value-based care. Let's get started. Today, I want to welcome Manal Patal to, to the Jania podcast, and I want to jump right in with a bunch of questions to get to know him. So welcome.
1: Thank you, thanks for having me.
0: Glad you could be here. Why did you choose a career in healthcare?
1: Well, I, I guess uh, I decided to be a career in healthcare the day that I applied to medical school. Uh, I applied to medical school straight from high school when I was about 16 years old. So uh, for me, it's almost 35 years now I've been in this industry. And uh, just as young as I can remember, I always wanted to be a doctor. Maybe that's uh, being the son of uh, Indian immigrant parents. Uh, uh, maybe that's just having uncles and aunts that were in the profession, but that was just always a dream and passion of mine. And here I am nearly 30 plus years later uh, doing things that I never thought I'd be doing, candidly, but having, having a blast doing it.
0: So it sounds like you have long been interested in healthcare. Tell us about what you're doing right now.
1: So, the, my most recent venture is uh, called Abacus Insights, and this is a company that is really focused on helping health plans, primarily, but healthcare companies in general, make sense of their data. Um, in my last role, I was an executive at a large health insurance company, where all the data assets reported into me, and I, I was just so frustrated at how hard it was to take basic data sets together to answer even just basic questions that would help our customers who are individuals, members, employers, uh, lead healthier lives, make better decisions. And so uh, recognizing how much money has been thrown in all these fancy widgets, machine learning, artificial intelligence, if you don't get the data right, none of that matters. And so Abacus Insights is focused on helping health plans and healthcare companies rationalize and integrate all the different data sets so they can really help their consumers, their members, uh, and ultimately, even their providers make the best decisions so so that we can have better health care for everybody.
0: Well, that leads me to my next question. I'm wondering how your training and tenure as a physician influenced the work that you do today.
1: Well, I think you know when you decide that you're going to be a doctor, ultimately... Uh, you're taking an oath, right? Once you graduate medical school that, uh, that it's about the patient. Everything you do is about that individual who as a physician is either sitting in front of you or on the operating table or whose x-ray you're looking at. And that really guides everything that you do from a business perspective, from the strategy perspective. You know, at Abacus and in, in almost every other role I've ever had, um, you always have to say, what actions are we doing today in this business or in this, uh, in this uh, overall uh, project? that impacts an individual that's ultimately the most important constituent here. And so every guiding principle decision we make around an investment, around a project or product, it's with that goal in mind. And I think that really does come from the clinical training that I've had in, in, in so many respects.
0: One more question before we jump into our next topic, and it's a it's a question I like to ask all the guests on the Genea podcast. What's not wrong in healthcare?
1: I love that question because often we focus on all the things that are broken in healthcare. I think it comes down to the fact that most people who dedicate their lives in this profession, in this industry, you know, really do have a, a, just a mission in mind. Uh, this is not about making money. It's not about uh, all the lofty ambitions of ego. This ultimately is about making the system better so that individuals, ourselves, our family members, our parents, our children, and we're all part of the system can ultimately uh, have, have a better life and, and better health decisions and outcomes. And, and so what I love about healthcare is most of the professionals I bump into and the people that want to come into it really have that passion and mission in mind. And the trick is harnessing that passion uh, and, and, and mission in a way that ultimately allows us to achieve that objective. but to me that's one of the most important things that we can't lose sight of in, about, about our industry.
0: That's great. I think we've seen even we've seen quite a bit of that in the pandemic even more so.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right, well, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the podcast was to talk about interoperability. So let's start with what is interoperability in your words?
1: So it's at, at, really at two levels, right? The first level, which is the most important level, it's, it's back to the basics about, of, of what I said about what advocacy is trying to do is make sure that the right data is available for the right decisions to be made at the right time by the right constituent and, and ultimately really a, a patient and, and their physician or whoever their healthcare care uh, uh, advisor is, it could be a family member, it could be a physical therapist, a pharmacist, nurse, etc. As a physician, I don't want to make this physician-centric, right? Uh, so, so to me, at, at its core is when you think about the Hairs, uh, the insurance companies. When you think about the uh, doctors and hospitals, when you think about pharmacies, uh, home care agencies, all the different constituents in healthcare. How do you make sure that that data that they're using is flowing in a very seamless fashion? To me, that's the core of what interoperability is meant for. And then at the second level, it's this mandate: the federal government, who's passed uh, under the 21st Century Secures Act a, a, a series of, of rules or defined a series of rules and regulations under CMS and ONC. That mandate both the providers as well as the health insurance companies to make data available, so that when an individual says, uh, "I want that data," I'm leaving this insurance company and going to another one, and I want to be able to bring that data with me or share that data with my provider or whomever my caregiver and, and care advisor is, that uh, that is done in as seamless and efficient manner as possible. So really, it's at both levels, um, really achieving that same objective of making sure the right information is available for individuals to make decisions about their healthcare.
0: You know, I, you have alluded to the importance of interoperability. I wonder if you want to say more about why it's important to patients, physicians, hospitals, health plans, sort of pharmacies, every member of the healthcare system.
1: Yeah, so let's start with the most important the individual, the patient. Uh, we know that because of the fragmented nature of healthcare today, a patient could be seeing a primary care doctor in their hometown maybe gets referred to a specialist because they have a need that's a part of a different health system in, in a different state or a different city I live in New Jersey often go to New York City for my healthcare if I need to Uh, uh, or I'm traveling on vacation and I I get a a test done because I'm not feeling well. All that data is typically sitting in different different environments. And the ability to bring that data together, so there's one holistic view of what's happening to me as an individual, really allows me then to make the best decisions with my doctor. So maybe I don't need an x-ray repeated because I had it done uh, in, a, in a different health system, but if that data is available and all of a sudden I show up with a cough, the doctor says, oh, you had an x-ray done three weeks ago. I can, I can see it. I don't need that additional uh, x-ray, which not only saves money, but more importantly, saves me time and then reduces my exposure to to, uh, to uh, uh, the, the different... Uh, 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 kind of radiology uh, issues that are, that are there, right? So so that's just a very simple example. Drugs is another one. Lots of uh, patients take medications, oftentimes forget what medications are on because they're not on it chronically, or if they are on it chronically, they forget to refill it. Um, having that data available so a doctor knows you know, Menal didn't refill his medication for 60 days or 90 days. It's a 30 day supply he received. That means that Manal's not taking his medicine. So when Manal shows up and his blood pressure seems to be high, instead of just increasing the dose, it's a conversation about Manal, why aren't you taking it? Is it a side effect? Is it something that you can't afford? And it really allows for much better decision-making to happen uh, in that relationship as well. So um, and from a, from a health plan's perspective, uh, health plan's responsible for essentially managing risk of a population. You can't do that if you don't have the right data, and, and while a health plan has the data for what claims of health plans paid, and so it knows that they went to see a doctor here, or went to get an x-ray done over there, but the health plan doesn't know what the results of those are, and so to be able to bring the results that the doctors have with the actual transactions that the insurance company have together in a real meaningful way, really puts that picture together to make the best decisions. And, and so I can go on and on across the different sets of the ecosystem, but really these are just practical examples of things that go wrong every single day, because that information had today, today's environment really doesn't exist in the interoperable way. And that's really what we're trying to solve.
0: So I'm wondering, you know, you talked about at the beginning about CMS's rule. And so I'm wondering if you look ahead a year or two, what do you hope will be true about interoperability? What kind of improvements do you expect?
1: Well, first and foremost, I, I hope that uh, the the rule itself um, and, and the, the, the kind of solutions that people are deploying uh, really do not just meet the standard, uh, but also uh, you know serve as an, an opportunity to go much more much more beyond that standard, right? Uh, I'm actually a little concerned that the complexity of the rule and the requirements of the rule uh, are being underestimated by a lot out there, and so this is not just about getting a a fire server uh, up and running. There's some real privacy and security requirements or operational implications that need to be thought through. you know, when an individual downloads their data through whatever tool that they're using, if the data doesn't look right, they're going to call the health plan, and if the health plan's not equipped, to be able to answer those questions about, well, why does the data look different or not there? I went to see my dermatologist a month ago, and I don't see that claim there. Uh, there's going to be lots of uh, patient experience challenges and, and concerns. So I think at the threshold, there's a lot of work that's got to get done to make sure that the rule gets implemented appropriately, ultimately with the consumer and the patient uh, in mind. Uh, longer term, if, if, if that happens, uh, the innovation that will spur from that, the, the, the businesses that will create uh, the different kinds of access to that data and then different types of analytics, different types of workflow solutions, that's pretty exciting uh, and I think that we're just going we're just beginning to scratch the surface of what the art of the possible there is and so I'm excited about what that, uh, what that long-term view looks like.
0: And I'm wondering how does the work that you're doing at Abacus Insights, you know, support that vision?
1: So if you think about what we do at our core, uh, back to the basics of why we started the company to help our clients who are primarily health plans, integrate all their forms of data and then make it available for your analytics or distribution purposes, the CMS mandate for us is just another use case of what we do. And so Uh, We are actually actively offering a a, a product in the marketplace today that at its base level will make the health plan, quote unquote, check the box of compliance, uh, but do so in a way that's compliant, not just with the regulations, but operationally uh, thought through all the different aspects. Again, we come from the health plan world as operators, so thought really well through that. Uh, But more importantly, the features and functionalities that our platform have not only allow for that compliance to happen but all sorts of different kinds of analytics, different kinds of other innovations that come along with it. So our view on this is uh, use the compliance dollars to, to get the compliance box checked, but do it in a way that sets your company up with all the different capabilities that allow you to transform how you think about data, how you share data, and then how you use that data ultimately to make the, make the lives of your constituents, your patients, your members uh, as, as, uh, as, uh, better, as, as good as possible.
0: Are there any examples out there of health plans that you think are really hitting it out of the park?
1: Uh, well, so, so again, in the, as far as interoperability concerns, the mandate has just been passed, and or the rules have just been finalized. So we'll see what happens in terms of who implements what technology and solution uh, because the rules, again, go into effect 1121 with a compliance state. And then, sort of, an enforcement date of 7 121. So, really can't comment on who's done it well or not because everyone's basically trying to figure out which end is up. Um, again, data, the uh, health plans have struggled with this problem for so many years. Uh, the Blues, as a system, are trying to solve this problem. They've got assets uh, that they've invested in across. Uh, their health plans, uh, you know, Blue Health Intelligence is an example of, a, of an entity. Uh, United Healthcare, in, in the form of uh, their their investments in Optum, certainly have tried uh, uh, quite hard to, to go here. But has anyone cracked the code on this? I don't believe so. And therein lies the opportunity.
0: My last question is: How is Abacus Insights working with Genia to advance interoperability?
1: That's a great question. And and again, core to Abacus's mission is really to get the data and the data foundations right. So we are not an analytics or workflow solutions company. And so getting the data right at its own end is is essentially uh, something that is not interesting. It's really when you partner with the right entities that can take that data and then create real meaningful insights and workflow solutions out of it. That's really what this is about. And to us, Genia is a classic example of a partnership that totally makes sense because the investments Genia has made in its analytics, its workflow solutions, uh, coupled with our expertise in data and data interoperability, uh, really allows our common customers who are health plans primarily uh, to make the best decisions with the best data using their technology and platforms, whether it's a case manager, trying to figure out which patient needs what, Uh, access and care or a provider partner or a clinician or a case manager in a delivery system, Uh, really that partnership is a a real example of how our data assets and their technology workflow come together.
0: That's fantastic. I hope you'll come back and talk to us again in 2021, perhaps after the 7-1 date and and talk about what you're seeing in the market and how that's changing things for health plans and physicians and, and patients, most importantly.
1: It would be my honor. Thank you.
0: Thank you to Manal Patel of Abacus Insights and to you for joining us. If you enjoyed our discussion and want to hear more like it, subscribe to Jania Conversations on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The views, information, or opinions expressed by the guests of Jania Conversations Redefining Healthcare are their own and do not necessarily represent the policy or position of Jania LLC. Many thanks for listening.